For Ball We Know, episode nine. What up? It's Nate. It's A-Hop. We're recording on the night of Thursday, July 19th. I got it right this time. Said it right off the bat. Right off the bat. Good job. Speaking of things right off the bat, we got to address something. We do? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas signed with, yeah. the, Nuggets, signed with the Nuggets minutes after we uh, got off the pod last week. A little midget curved us. A little midget. <laughs> it was like 5, 10, maybe even 15, something like that. It was a low number right after we hit end. It was just like, oh, breaking news, IT to the Nuggets. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of that? What do you, do you like that or what? <laughs> I don't think IT likes it, but, uh, well, yeah, for the amount of money he got signed to the vet minimum. <laughs> uh, um, I think it's cool though. I mean, we had already talked about how there was a lot of potential on this Nuggets roster with hopefully a healthy Michael Porter Jr. And Joker and some of these other young guys they have, uh, Jamal Murray, yeah, let, cetera, me, let me just read you their roster real quick. Okay. Nikola Jokic, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, who's proven to be a pretty like a pretty decent sniper, uh, Will Barton, who's a, just like an energy guy, I guess, Paul Millsap, Malik Beasley, and Trey Lyles, who's usually pretty good, pretty dependable. Like, that's a pretty solid, like, in, in terms of, like, names, I guess, n- recognizable names. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, I think their success will really depend largely on whether we see a healthy Porter or not. But I think just Joker and Isaiah, if he can kind of get back to his former glory, will be enough for them to win a lot of games. I mean, yeah, Isaiah, former All-Star, a guy who was kidding talked about to be a 150 million dollar man scoring 30 a game yeah i mean to add that to any team especially because he'll most likely be coming off the bench at the beginning whether you know down the line he might take over the starting role depending on his play obviously but at the beginning he'll be starting on the bench six man like that's a that's a six man i want in my back pocket <laughs> true a proven man, guy just... like that he, you said he got signed for the minimum, yeah? Uh, something like that. I appreciate what was he? What was he getting paid three years ago? What kind of a hit is that? You know, this dude was making a lot more than the minimum just a couple years ago. Yeah, so a couple years ago he was making... Wow. Okay. That's not what I want to see. <laughs> Uh, usually this site shows me what they've made in their past careers, but it's only showing him on the nuggets. Oh, here we go. Um, so when he was with the Celtics, he was making 7 million a year, roughly. Jeez. Uh, then with the Lakers or with the Cavs, 4 million. And then with Lakers two, which is like the rest of what the Cavs. So he was making six with the Cavs too. Mm. And now he's making two million for one season. <laughs> it's a bit of a hit. I mean, yeah, we'll see though. 
I think it's a team of potential. Should be I fun. Mean, it's better than his, you know, his Kings days where he made 380 his rookie year, 700 the next I mean, year, 800 the next year, and then a million the next year. Nobody expected much from him then, though. No. This, this dude's been getting counted out since before his NBA career started, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out real fiery and do some oh, big yeah. things. I, I don't – like, I expect him to at least be dropping 20 a game. Like, if he's – like, he's had time to heal now. Like, you could tell in the Lakers he wasn't pushing it too hard, but he was still getting buckets, so it was, like, nice to see. Um, I think next year – I mean, that's why he signed a one-year deal. He's like, I'm going to be back. I need more than $2 million. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. and his injury. Some mm-hmm. news that came out this week from his, quote, camp. <laughs> you really don't like that. I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, he had another back surgery, which was supposed, which they called a breakthrough surgery for his herniated disc. So I guess that just means he's going to be like 100. How can you know that right after a surgery? I don't know, man. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I mean, me either, but it seems kind of jumping the gun. Oh, he just finished his surgery. It's a breakthrough. He's he's ready. He's going to be 100. I don't know how what you I, What I'm thinking is maybe the doctor that went in to do the surgery thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was, and it wasn't, and it was super minor compared to what it was supposed to be maybe, Perhaps. something like that. And so they're like, wow, he was like more far along than he should be, and he's going to be back. And so they also said that he plans on playing in the 2018-19 season, a.k.a. his true rookie year. But, I mean, no one's going to win rookie year because Ben Simmons will just win it again this year. So <laughs> I don't know. Blake Griffin might come back to claim it. That's true, yeah. He gets another knee injury, he might be back. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. Uh, yeah, so, but I expect him to be back and him to also do big things. So I wonder w- the- when he'll start playing. Because the, the yeah. start of the season is what three months out. Starts in late October. Yeah, something like that. Mid late October, For, or well, preseason starts like what September. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Mid to late September, and then there's not too many preseason games, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. They didn't obviously they didn't say, or else we would have been talking about that, but. If it was so breakthrough, I would expect no later than, like, Christmas. If it was so breakthrough, you know? Yeah, it's... I guess it's just a pretty long timetable just to say he'll play this year. Okay, win. But uh, I see... (laughs) Better than Kawhi. (laughs) We'll get to that. Uh, All right, moving on. Something funny that I thought... That I saw this week was... uh, the Clippers are giving tours of the Staples Center, um, and on it, in like bold print, they put it so everybody could see that they'd be giving. The tour includes uh, tours of the secret tunnel. <laughs> the secret tunnel. Yeah, so we all remember the secret tunnel from when the Clippers played the Rockets. I think it was this past year, yeah, um, and there was a huge fights going on in the court lots of shit talking and uh just mayhem basically people got kicked out or ejected i mean and all kinds of stuff you remember that game uh vaguely yes and so since cp3 was on the rockets 
he wanted to get to the other locker room to, to basically fight Austin Rivers, I think, or oh, something good. like that. And uh, the security guards weren't letting him through, and he, they didn't want the media to see him. So he led a group of like three or four guys through a secret tunnel that connects the two locker rooms. What the hell? <laughs> because he used to play for the Clippers, obviously. So I guess he found the secret tunnel in his time there. And he was like, hey, guys, follow me. Let's go to the secret tunnel. That's kind of dope. So they're going to be giving tours of that. Okay, so everyone's going to know. Yeah. Um, and I guess in the future, they'll probably be blocking that off during games. One would imagine. Actually, uh, Game of Zones did a pretty fun, funny, on Bleacher Report, did a pretty funny rendition of that whole scenario. I need to get back on that Game of Zones. That stuff's funny. I just haven't been watching it's pretty great. I wasn't a fan at first. I thought it was kind of dumb, but I mean, it is kind of dumb. That's the point. Well, yeah, but if you actually pay attention to like the NBA and what's going on, they they're really accurate with the things that they do, and there's lots of small little Easter eggs yeah, that you gotta look out for. They're too. subtle with it. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm, lots of thought goes into that. Um, next up, we got Jimmy Butler. Lots of news coming out of Minnesota. Still, this man is really <laughs> not interested. He's not. I mean, to turn down four years and $110 million, you got to be some kind of crazy or you just hate hate the team. He hates <laughs> it, man. He straight up hates it. I, I'm curious what if it'll ever come out. Um, obviously, there was previous rumors about Butler not being a fan of Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. So this kind of leans that way that these rumors are and reports are like accurate. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's the only answer, you know, like he must yeah. just be really unhappy four years, 110 million. He's like, nah, I'm cool. So I think uh, what he got one year left on his contract then if they were trying to extend it. Uh, that would sound right. Yeah. I'm going to look it up real quick. He's making he made sixteen million last year, so that's pretty good for him. Um Yeah. No. Oh yeah. This next season uh is his last like under contract season and then the following season is a player option. So he's definitely out after next season. Well, it looks too though like next summer the the Wolves can offer him five years hundred and eighty eight million. So, I mean, if anything, maybe he could just stay and make more money. Yeah, but if, like we talked about, like those rumors, if there's true, they're not going to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins. So you'd think maybe the Wolves might be thinking, or they should be anyway, thinking to trade Jimmy Butler. Maybe for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I still want to see Butler to L.A. Yeah, him and Brown would be dope. They'd have to give up, like, an Ingram or something for him, though, and a pick. Probably. Mm-hmm. I think that would be worth it, though, just the way Butler's been playing. But he's definitely making a statement of some kind. I'm not 100% sure what it is. Or maybe he just wants more money. But... <laughs> He just, I think he's genuinely unhappy in Minnesota. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm excited to find out, hopefully, if we ever get to. Uh, yeah, I mean, to move on a little bit, talking about his, his former team, the Bulls, uh, they just signed, which blew my mind, I didn't see this coming at all, Jabari Parker to a two-year, $40 million deal. I think that, I, yeah, I'm with it. I mean, he's from Chicago, which is kind of cool for him. Uh, I'm surprised. This came out of the blue to me. I didn't hear anything about this. I thought he'd stay with Milwaukee for sure, just based on Milwaukee's chances to get into the conference finals this year now that LeBron's gone and how good that team has been. Um, He wasn't really getting his due time in Milwaukee, though. I think it was time for a move for him. I think it's been time for a move for him. Yeah, I guess that's fair. How many games? He played 31 games, though. I mean, he's been injured there. He has, but I feel like even when he came back, he didn't really get any opportunities. And I've thought from the beginning he's a guy who fits really well into their system. He's athletic, and he's long, and he can score and play defense. So, Yeah, hats off to him. He's he got He's a way better scorer his third year in the league than or his fourth year now than his first year. He's definitely progressed. Yeah, I agree. He he shot 48% from the field and 38% from three to compare that to his first season, 49%. Well, that's, I guess that's fair. 25 games versus 31, uh, 49% from the field and 25% from three. So his shooting has definitely improved for sure. So it sounds like you like this bulls team then with this move. Yeah, him and Lowry down low is going to be insane. <laughs> like, you got the finisher, Lowry Markinen, down there blocking shots, um, hitting threes. I mean, I don't know who you'd play at the five. Like, you could play Jabari there just because Lowry's more of a, a stretch four. But you could also put Lowry there just based on height. Um, yeah, I mean, but last year, or last week i said the bulls were terrible so now i kind of have to take that back because they might be decent this year with jabari parker (laughs) well let's see what else they're working with i mean they have zach levine like we talked about chris dunn Mm -hmm. i'm still waiting for quick chris dunn to break through i'm just saying that like you said has the potential to happen Mm -hmm. i mean if this is the year then i forgot about wendell carter Jr. that's the name i was just about to say yeah so here's this now. You could put Lowry at the three, Jabari at the, the four, and Wendell at the five. That's scary big. <laughs> that is an interesting idea. I like that. Or Jabari at the three since he's six eight, compared to Lowry Marketed's seven foot. I mean, depending but, on how you play, what your scheme is, your three and four can be kind of interchangeable in the same way your yeah. two and three can, especially the way the NBA is now. Yeah, that could be dirty. <laughs> this this Bulls team has potential. I like what their their GM is doing. A lot of young guys who could it could be the year, you know. Yeah, go uh Gare Foreman. And they got the dance god Cameron Payne. Yeah. The two way player. I don't I think did. he's that great, but he's yeah. not, but he always danced with Russ before the games, and it was dope. And they just signed today Antonio Blank 
blank me, which I'm sorry, I don't know, have any idea who that is, but I just saw that today. I signed him. <laughs> He's from Louisiana State University, so that's probably why I don't know. It's a two-way. Oh, they signed him to a two-way deal. Okay. Check this out, though. This is interesting. Um, this is pretty recent. Uh, the Bulls VP of Basketball Operations said that Jabari Parker and Zach Levine should learn to play better defense. Parker came back on the same radio station and said, well, I don't know. I just stick to my strengths. Look at everybody in the league. They don't pay players to play defense. So basically he just admitted that he can't play defense. (laughs) Uh, They pay people to score the ball, and I would hope that somebody scores the ball on me if they paid them that much, he said. So I'm not saying that as a cop-out or anything, but it's the NBA. We're professionals. Everybody scores. It's just a matter of limiting them as much as you can and trying to contain them. I'm a little concerned now if I'm the Bulls, but, you know. He makes it out to seem like the – uh, what was it? The pre- VP of basketball operations? Is that what he said? Yeah, they, he made it out to seem like he was saying that you're the guy you're guarding shouldn't score on you once. <laughs> See exactly. <laughs> it's like you're oh, gonna get scored God. on. It's like, well, no shit. You're in the NBA. It's like he's saying that you just need to let, make your guys score less than you already are, <laughs> or help your team more and help defense and whatever. I don't know. I haven't watched too much Jabari Parker mainly because he's been injured, but uh, yeah, I didn't know defense was an issue for him. Hopefully uh, that comment by the VP doesn't make uh, some, some waves in the, in the bulls locker room. <laughs> Their VP office. too is John Paxson who played on that bulls with the bulls team with Jordan. Oh my God. Had a game winner in game six of the 93 finals. <laughs> He wasn't like great, but nonetheless, like the dude obviously knows what he's talking about. But yeah, whatever. recognizable name for sure. Probably one of those guys. That's not how we played defense back in the day. Not anymore, <laughs> though. They're all soft. Yeah, stupid. All right, gotta punch the dude coming down the lane right in the face. <laughs> we played the bad boy Pistons, <laughs> the Jordan rules. <laughs> and Draymond's like, you mean kick him in the nuts? <laughs> I can do that. All right, what's next on the docket? Uh, some best friend um, mementos coming in. You mean some like elevator fights? <laughs> Somehow we met the moment they locked eyes from across the room. How I met my brother. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there was a video released from May of 2017. I don't know how this stuff kind of gets released so late. Um, involving an elevator fight with Tyler Ulis and Devin Booker. So basically what happened was Tyler Ulis was in Tempe, Arizona, holding a door open in an elevator in a, what looks like an apartment building. And I guess the guys outside the elevator wanted him to close it. I don't really know what was happening. There's no audio. And they just get kind of angry. I think they wanted to take the elevator, but he was like waiting for Booker. And then it's kind of hard to make out what's going on. Yeah, he just kind of gets in the face of this other guy, and then Eulis actually pushes him, and then they kind of just start going. And it's not really Eulis kind of gets jumped a little. They got like three guys on him, <laughs> and then Devin Booker could be seen later coming in at like the end to break it up. Um, 
So, I mean, we mentioned, what, last week, two weeks ago, how they were, like, best friends. Maybe this is how they gained respect for each other. Perhaps. <laughs> it's an interesting story of meeting, but nonetheless. Devin Booker's full, like, mask. He has a bandana over his mouth and a hood on, so no one knows who he is. <laughs> Moderately <laughs> sketchy, but... But nonetheless, we found out who he was, so. But if you watch this video, he doesn't really do a whole lot. Which, I guess, when you're the star player of the Phoenix Suns, you probably don't want to be doing too much. Touche. I actually know where this is. This is kind of funny. (laughs) Anyways. It is uh, funny. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of something interesting. Maybe that's how they became best friends, or maybe that's why he was pissed that the Suns got rid of him because they'd been through a lot. <laughs> but either way, Devin Booker signed a five-year, $158 million deal. So The Suns are investigating the incident, so. Yeah, like they care. Like, ah, it's from 2017. You didn't punch anybody. Ulyss is gone. We're good. <laughs> All is well. Because, like, there's no reason to look into it after that if Ulyss is already off the team. To continue with some sons, a former Phoenix son, Channy Fry, uh, is back with the Cavs, one year, $2.4 million. I'm a big Channing Fry guy, mainly because of his personality, but he can also get buckets. And he went to my alma mater, so there's, there's, some, there's some ties there. Uh yeah, I like him. He's He's been proven to be like a kind of like a last resort guy that comes in and gets buckets. <laughs> I think it was during their championship run in 2016. It was the Pacers series, right, where he came in in like three of those games and just went off for them and even hit the game-winning three in one of them. Mm-hmm. So definitely a, a Wiley vet that you want in your – in your locker room, especially with the, the young bull. The young bull. <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you that don't know the young bull, it's, uh, what's his name? Alabama, Colin Sexton. That's that guy. Boom. But the true goat, Rodney Hood, will lead that team to victory. <laughs> Rodney Hood, the true goat. <laughs> oh, man. But he has to resign first. He's a free agent, so. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. You want to know something interesting that I just looked up mm. about Rodney Hood? The Rockets are interested in him. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> so do I. He's like Harden, Harden Jr. <laughs> well, I mean, like a really weak version, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's better, if anything. Mm. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Rodney sure. Rodney Hood. I don't got goat status for no reason. I I would like that though. He's a good he's a good addition to any team, but especially that team that just loves to score. No, yeah, I I do like that. I think I still think he didn't get enough chances in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Rodney Hood news that I just found randomly. Good job. <laughs> you uh Moving on to the Lakers portion of the show, because it seems like every week there's a Lakers portion. True. 
uh, <laughs> there's some juicy stuff in here, one of which Magic gets involved, and I like this a lot, what he says, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, so what came out this week was uh, apparently Rob Polinka and Magic want LeBron to have a say in the Lakers free agency signings and trades. And what I noted under this was like, okay, that's not really anything new, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not really news. Like, he's your best player, the best player in the league. You're not going to want to bring, I don't know, like Cameron Payne and be like, he's our starting point guard, and LeBron would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to upset the man because he can just leave or request a trade and – you'll get some good pieces in a trade. And so like, I don't know. You don't want to upset LeBron basically. I mean, they say that as if LeBron hasn't always had a hand in those kind of things. I, and it's, he gets kind of unfair. I don't know why I call it criticism, but like on Twitter, basically where people are saying that he coaches the team, he's the GM, you know, it's like his team. He makes all the decisions. And it's like, it's just because of who he is. Like, most teams, I'm sure James Harden and Chris Paul have a huge say in what the Rockets are doing, you know. And People uh, just stay hating on LeBron. You know that. Yeah. But, so it's not really anything new. It's kind of interesting that it came out. I kind of expected it, especially because Rob Palenka is a first-time GM. Uh, he was originally a, a player agent, so... He's going to need a little bit of help, I guess, a little nudging. Uh, LeBron is a student of the game. He knows the game very well just from a like a coaching standpoint. He could easily be like a Hall of Fame coach if he wanted to as well, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but he said he has no interest in coaching after his career. He's just going to own a team and be the Magic Johnson, <clears throat> the Magic Johnson of whatever team he owns. <laughs> um, more Lakers news, Lonzo Ball. He's having surgery on that knee. He hurt his torn meniscus and his mm-hmm. left knee arthroscopic surgery. So that's usually not too bad. He, I think uh, I saw that he should be back by the beginning of the season. Per the internet, it's a pretty low risk procedure, and you per can the internet. you can return to playing sports in about three months. Thank you, internet, for that insight. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Sportshealth.com. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like this Lakers team, especially because Josh Hart was making so much noise in the summer league, which we'll talk about. Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, LeBron. He even put Ingram in there. And they talk about Rondo being a mentor for Ball, which Makes I think sense. is is good. He needs yeah. somebody who plays a kind of similar style to him, even though I think his ceiling is higher maybe than Rondo. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Rondo's just an aging point guard at this point. so I just mean, you know, at, at the peak of his career versus at Rondo's peak of his career. I hesitate oh, I because Rondo was pretty mean for a while. Yes. Don't forget, don't sleep on Gary Payton the second. He's on the team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually, I like Gary Payton the second a lot. I don't know why it's not junior, but <laughs> the second works, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe they're planning on the third. I don't. 
I can tell you. <laughs> Either way, uh, I like his game a lot, and he actually got some minutes last year, but you know, the Lakers were so bad. So we'll see if he gets minutes this year, but he's very athletic and kind of like a hype guy that I like a lot. I just like his game. If you watch him, he plays a lot like Pops. So, yeah. Lakers, man. I think they'll be better than people think. I mean, it I, sounds like... I feel like that's always the case with LeBron teams. People thought the Cavs were going to get swept by the Raptors. So. <laughs> mm, yeah, true. I think people expect their team to be pretty good, though. I don't know. that You kind of make it sound like people expect them to just be bums, and I don't think that's the case. Well, I mean, I expect them to make the playoffs, and so do a lot of other people, but I also expect them to make noise in the playoffs. I don't think they'll just get in the first round and go out. I mean, LeBron's not Jordan. He doesn't lose in the first round. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Sorry for all you Jordan fangirls out there. Uh, wow, savage. <laughs> had to be had to be said. Anyways, back to some uh, Laker news. This one involving Magic Johnson. So previously, Steph said something about, you know, no matter who the Lakers have or whatever, or who any of the NBA gets, you know, they still got to come through us, which is true. But he kind of said it in like a condescending, like arrogant way, I guess, <laughs> where he was just like, you know, we're the rating champs. You got to come through us. Our team's better than you, basically, like on paper, too. Yeah. So, like, kind of like he knew it. Um, and so Magic then came back saying they, meaning Golden State, don't keep me up at night. We got guys now who are winners. So, a little shot from Magic there saying they don't keep me up at night. Is that a shot? It doesn't feel like a shot to me. I don't know. I feel like there's ways to say it and saying they don't keep me up at night is kind of just like saying they're kind of boring and nothing to worry about. I guess it depends on how you interpret it, but that's kind of how I get the the vibe I get from it. It just feels very magic. It feels very, I'm confident. It doesn't feel like a shot to me. Okay. I like it though. Well, so what would you consider a shot? What would he have to say for you to be like, oh, damn. (laughs) That I don't have an answer for. But uh, what, do you have to, what do you have to say? Like they're not anything special or something like that for it to be like a true shot. Yeah. See, that would be a shot, but I don't think magic's stupid enough to say that. No, he's not. <laughs> um, I don't know what he means. Exact. We got guys now who are winners. In other words, we got LeBron. <laughs> I mean, I think he's referencing Rondo too with that. That's um, true. But that's kind of it. Who and else? JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee. <laughs> okay two rings we got dudes who ride on the coattails of winners you know but Jesus. it's like shot. that's just honest that's so honest and the rest of their team hasn't won anything mm-hmm. so i'm kind of questioning this comment magic the only winners you really have are yourself and an aged rondo and lebron james but that said i think that's more than they previously had yes a lot more than they previously had. And, I mean, they have a promising team. So, we'll see if Magic should be kept up at night a little more than he is. Yeah. I like how you said that. <laughs> uh, to keep this train rolling, 
these two teams are actually hanging out. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this last night uh, or this morning from last night in Hollywood, LeBron Durant and Draymond were seen leaving a bar together, hanging out best of buds. I expect LeBron and Durant to hang out together because they have in the past, like they've trained together when Durant was like second year player, third year player, something like that. Um, Draymond and LeBron, I don't see hanging like I just because Draymond's such a troll, and I feel like Braun doesn't like him that much. LeBron's Maybe trying not to get cheap shotted, man. He's smart. <laughs> trying to make amends. <laughs> he's trying to minimize his potential to get hurt. That's brilliant. Draymond just kind of seems like the guy where it's like KD's like, "Hey, you want to hang out, Braun?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, let's go to a bar." And he's like, "You mind if I bring Draymond?" He's like. Did you already invite him? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, shit, now you got to bring him. See, KD didn't even mention he was bringing Draymond. LeBron just showed up at the bar, and Draymond's there sitting there. And LeBron said, oh, what's up, man? It was one of those. This dude, we're going to be here. <laughs> That's exactly how I picture it. Just kind of like he's there, but he's not actually like a part of the group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, yeah, I don't know. This isn't. I don't care about this. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. It is interesting, know? but like you said, Durant and LeBron have been sorry. <laughs> this no, You're that's tell me you don't care about my research. That's just me saying that someone's gonna try and make a story out of this, and I don't think there is one. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's just when in LA, right? Paparazzi everywhere. Going to hear about this stuff. No parties in LA. Nope. Uh, moving on to some more Warriors news. Steve Kerr gets a contract extension. Um, for some reason, the details haven't been released yet. I just looked it up. Um, so I don't know what they could possibly be. Probably a lot of money because money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His, his previous contract, he had one year remaining. Uh, on a 25 million five-year contract so he was set to make five million this year quick math um good job (laughs) well you have some pretty uh unflattering opinions on steve kerr yeah I've, i've held these for a while i mean listen i love the man he went to u of a alma mater let's go fair down uh saved jordan's butt a couple times uh Facts. he's a he's a good dude he's a good player coach i don't know it's hard to judge because i have here a dynasty team was kind of handed to him mark jackson was doing something great with those, those warriors teams and he got fired the year before they like took off and i think the year the firing was kind of a little like shooting the gun a little bit it's like they their record was improving year after year and they just were one piece away and that piece was one stuff like turning into stuff cuz and being healthy and two i think they drafted either Draymond or Clay i think Draymond that year or something that was his rookie year and then Mark Jackson gets fired Steve Kerr comes in and all of a sudden they're like winning championships it's like the next season so do you think that Kerr had nothing to do in Curry's development no, I think he was already developed. I mean, I'm sure he's given him pointers and stuff, point guard to point guard, and that's helped. 
you know, but Mark Jackson could do the same thing. He's got playing experience. It just sounds like you think this was a matter of Steph just wasn't healthy, and it just so happened that when Kerr got there, Steph was healthy. Yeah, because Steph was always good. It's just we never saw him in a full season, full potential. And then, obviously, over time, he's, he got better summers off healing and then just working out in the gym, et cetera, like any other player. Um, yeah, I, it's to me, it's just hard to tell how good of a coach he is and whether or not he deserves the money because that 73 and what was it? Nine team. Like, I think you could have taken any coach that season and they're winning at least 65 games. So I don't think you need a coach. Yeah. That that too. And even with the team now adding boogie, like how much of it is Kerr actually making these guys play together and play well. Or is it just their talented AF? <laughs> so I think I don't know. I'm not I'm not hating on him. I just want to see him in a different like dynamic and see how good of a coach he actually is. Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing we said about Draymond, right? Put him somewhere else and see how he does. But I think yeah. my response is kind of twofold. One, we can't, and I don't think you're trying to, so this isn't my point, but you can't discredit the guy because mm-hmm. look at what they've done. And two Right. If nothing else, pay him so that you don't break up what you already have going. Yeah, obviously the players like him and stuff, and he's a likable guy, and so you, you like that just in general. I mean, yeah, it's and it's like whether or not it, he got handed the Dynasty team, it is the Dynasty with him there. So, God, you would not want to lose kind of the guy at the helm, you know. Right, yeah. Even if he's just there for smiles and laughs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you smell that? You're t- you're horrible. <laughs> there's some I, there's some trash can news flying in right now. You're so horrible. <laughs> and what I mean by that was Mello, Carmelo Anthony, the trashiest of trash, was traded to the Atlanta Hawks today. Mm-hmm. But he will be bought out. <laughs> So basically, Melo's getting paid $28 million to not play for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Because why would you want him on your team? My point exactly. Uh, I actually thought they might keep him just because they're a bad team and they need something. And But I guess it doesn't make sense to make to keep him money-wise if you, he's an aging guy that's trash. So <laughs> you're going to want cap space and... Trading, uh, they, let's see, they traded Mike Muscala, uh, Schroeder, and Luwalu Kabarat for, um, for, to get him. And so that clears up cast space for them because they can buy Melo out right away. Mm-hmm. But either way, he finessed the hell out of OKC slash Atlanta. And then he's about to get paid by Houston because that's the rumors he's going to Houston. <laughs> I mean, I think though, Despite you saying he finessed OKC, th- them getting rid of him is huge. No, it was good by them. They, they're sure. saving a hundred mil in luxury tax. Yeah, I'm sure their owner is very happy about that. <laughs> um, there, this was a three three player deal. So the 76ers got Mike Muscala and OKC got Schroeder and this Luwalu guy. And then the Hawks also got Justin Anderson in a 2022 pick. 
for OKC, I think it's a win for them. Schroeder is a very good starting point guard, and to have him backing up Russ is going to be really good for so them. It was a huge win. That's I mean, that's you so get rid of some their... trash, yeah, and you bring in some. What would you call him? Opposite of trash, but not gold. I just mean, some... just a solid guy to lead your second unit. And I don't want to talk about what he is or isn't, but I'm excited about that. Whether he stays there or not in the future will be seen, but I, I doubt it because he, he knows he's a starter. But for the time being, he might like winning for a change. And it's, I mean, there's potential for him to start, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Play him at the two, and then you have Robertson coming off the bench, which I don't love, but if that's what it takes for Schroeder to be happy and stay there, if it works out, I think that's... I mean, Schroeder's been a proven defensive guy, too. So him and Robertson together will be kind of nasty. Well, and think about it. If you want to go small with the exception of Steven Adams, then you start Westbrook, Schroeder, Robertson, George Adams. You have scoring. That's a team that could lock up a lot of people defensively, I think. They have the presence in the paint. They have perimeter guys. They can switch yeah, a got, little bit. You got Nerlens coming off the bench and Terrence Ferguson, two guys that are well, – Nerlens is kind of a proven center, and Terrence Ferguson's kind of an up-and-coming guy. Who's really athletic too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think – the defensively, they just shot up as far as what they're going to look like. Um, in addition to Robertson this coming back, this team's way better now than it was with Melo. Like, yeah, <laughs> just adding Schroeder. and they saved a bunch of money. So, I good work, OKC. Get that boy out of there. But then let's let's get back to Melo. Then, pu. <laughs> so, it, what about him? Well, it's, so they're he's getting bought out of Atlanta. There's no two ways about it. And it sounds like Houston is the front runner, and he's also considering the Heat per sources, whoever that is. You know, the Mellow, the ring tracer, he wants to go to Houston. <laughs> like, if he goes to Miami, yes, he'll probably get more playing time if he touch the ball more, score more, et cetera. But they, I don't think they'll be winning a championship anytime soon. But in Houston, two questions Does he start? And how much money is he making? Uh, probably a lot because he'll probably finesse them too. <laughs> I don't know if they have a lot to pay him. And what does this mean for Clint Capella? That's true. Some big questions. Because nobody's really made a move on Capella. So if nobody makes him an offer, he's just stuck. To quote the great trash can, hey, peace. They say I'm coming off the bench, and then he starts laughing. <laughs> but he should have. Anyway. Yes, a thousand percent. I just think. We can agree on that. It's Melo seems like the kind of guy that if he can't be guaranteed that he's starting and he gets a lot of touches and he's getting paid, he's not going to go there. Even though I think it would be wise for him at this age to just cut it and make some less money and actually go play somewhere that he can make a difference on a second unit and win, but he's probably not going to. Yeah. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes and see how much playing time he gets and what he says about his playing time because we know he's vocal about his playing time. <laughs> yeah. So next up, we got the man of the hour, the Quiner. Always <laughs> the Kawhian. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. So he, the big news, was traded in the wee hours of what Tuesday morning. <laughs> it was early, man. Uh, to the Raptors with Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan, Jacob Pirtle, and a 2019 first round pick. Personally, I think the Raptors, this is a good deal for them. Or no, sorry, the Spurs, this is a good deal for them. Like, DeMar DeRozan, obviously a proven guy in this league who can lead a team. Kind of. Top score. Just, yeah, he just can't play LeBron or else that's it. Uh, And he (laughs) can't shoot threes to save his life. Yeah, he hit a couple this postseason, actually. I was surprised to see. He's 0 for 9 the last two games in the sweep against the Cavs. Yeah, every... Yeah, everybody gets lucky, I guess. Uh, Jacob Pirtle, young center, big dude. And then obviously 2019 first round pick. Um, What was interesting is I saw that the Spurs traded Danny because Danny Green was one of the few in the locker room, if not the only one, that was on Kawhi's side throughout this whole thing. Hmm. Which, because at first I was like, yeah, you got to give up something, I guess. But Kawhi seems like enough to me. Dan Green's a good guy that you want on your team to go with, like a DeMar, if you can. Yeah. Um, but either way, DeRozan, not happy at all. He posted on Instagram about loyalty. And it came out later that DeRozan and the Raptors spoke um, – in at the summer league and the GM, I guess said that they're hundred percent not trading him just straight up told him that. And then here we are. <laughs> I mean, mm, it was time for Toronto to make a move. And I think that means getting rid of DeRozan. They weren't going to attract any other big players as long as DeRozan was there. At least that's how it seemed. Yeah. He was also taking up a lot of money. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I think this year if Kawhi actually plays and Kawhi is willing to go all in on this team, they'll be better than they were last year. It's just weird why you'd sign a guy to a five-year deal and trade him two years after it. Didn't work out like you planned? I mean, I guess they're just tired of him? I don't know. Something wasn't working that they were not telling him about. Yeah. Uh, in any event, in any case, he can't escape Braun. <laughs> Braun goes to the West. He follows him. <laughs> the struggle is too real. <laughs> yeah, he was probably so happy when LeBron left. He said, yes, I can finally go to Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even win it. And then, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so DeRozan says, he said actually in his IG post about loyalty, he said that the Raptors straight up lied to him, which, like I said, we found out. If they told him that in Vegas, then yeah, they did. Um, kind of sucks for him. He gave his all to that franchise and that city, and well, and did the, fan, the fans loved him? Didn't and, they tell him at some point? Oh, where did I read this? That he could be like the Kobe of Toronto, a guy who's there his whole career and 
leads them to title contention and this and that and whatever. That sounds familiar. So yeah, that's possible. And that's real rough to go from that to, all right, bye. Yeah. Especially for a dude who is not interested in playing where you are and probably won't stay there. You never know though. I mean, obviously Greg Popovich and the Spurs have a very historic franchise and historic with Popovich. So most people, most players want to play for him. Mm -hmm. So I could see him being pissed right now because he's leaving Toronto, but loving it. Oh, he'll, he'll warm up to it for sure. I agree. On the other hand, Kawhi Leonard is pissed. Yep. (laughs) Because he's a little quieter and he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't get to go to LA or even to the West. He got shipped all the way across the country across the country and then once he got across the country he got his ass booted out of it <laughs> canada to the cold cold north so yeah the polar opposite of la is toronto i mean in terms of distance and weather <laughs> yeah and so i put on here originally will Kawhi cry and sit out in toronto as well and it actually came out that he's considering sitting out this next season. This dude got to be the biggest diva <laughs> I've ever met, dude. Out of nowhere, too, though. And we talked about this before. He really seemed like he was just – and all reports say, like, the dude drives the really old car still, and he doesn't say much, and he's so chill. And before, he just was, like – Super humble. He was just like, a guy who played in San Antonio on those older teams where – when he was developing and getting there with Duncan and, and Ginobili and Parker, he just did his thing. He played defense and he scored some. And now suddenly he's like, oh, I am the Kawhi. You know, like I should get everything I want. Yeah, dude, that's got to be the most arrogant move. <laughs> just be like, no, I'm not going to play for you because I got traded somewhere I didn't want to go. Like tough shit, bro. That's part of the business. <laughs> So what happens if he sits out? Uh, well, he can get fined a lot for every practice and game that he sits out. And to my understanding, it would be up to the entirety of his contract that he could be fined. Which is? Oh, about $20 million. Eh, no big deal. Just don't take a whole year's salary. <laughs> so, I don't know. I... I think given the money thing and also just the fact that I think this dude likes basketball, I think um, it's hard for me to believe he'd just sit out a whole year and be like, yeah, just chalk it up. Does he like basketball though? Like, I think he just likes LA more than he likes basketball (laughs) at this point. Kind of seems like that. Oh man, this is crazy. It's just not what you'd expect from him. But on the other side, like, is this smart for the Raptors? DeRozan had three years left on his contract. He's guaranteed there. You have a superstar. And then Kawhi is also a superstar. Did you just call DeMar DeRozan a superstar? You really believe that? Okay, star. Sorry. (laughs) He's definitely not an all-star. If Paul George isn't a superstar, DeMar DeRozan is not. PG was at one point. And that, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have said verbatim that at this point, Paul George is not a superstar. I agree. But if he isn't, DeMar DeRozan definitely isn't. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Kawhi, on the other hand, has one year left. No guarantee that he's going to stay in Toronto. From the sound of it, he's not going to. 
hell, he might not even go to Toronto this whole season, just take a $20 million hit. <laughs> just roll with the punches. No, I think, like, if I get why they did it, I get why they did it. Yeah. But you got to think at the same time, you're just losing, like, you get, you get no return on investment, basically. You invested in DeRozan a lot of money, and then you trade him up for Kawhi, which is a trade-up, obviously. But he's got one year left, and he's gone. He's going to L.A. next year for sure. Is he? I mean, he's at least going to the Clippers. Like, he wants to be in L.A. (laughs) I feel like the Raptors think this can go one of two ways. It'll be either he's there for a year, he says, all right, I'm done, and he leaves, and now they have money to play with, or... He's here for a year. He decides to invest because he's stuck. And they're really good. And they go to the conference finals, if not the finals. And then Mm -hmm. maybe he realizes, oh, we got some pieces here and we're a good team. Maybe with one more, we can actually be a championship team or at least a serious contender. And he decides to stick around. I feel like either of those are kind of okay options. Yeah, those are some good points. Um, Another thing is the Raptors could possibly even trade Kawhi to LA right now and get some like younger pieces. Now, whether the Lakers want to do that or not, you know, is up in the air, but if they did, they, that would set the Raptors up for the future with getting like a Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma or, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Josh Hart. Um, but at the same time, the Lakers would probably be like, well, he said he wants to come here. Why don't we trade when we can keep all these guys and then get Kawhi? <laughs> so it's a question of could they keep all those guys anyway from a money perspective? But yeah, well, a big chunk of them. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, there's the, the Kawiner, the Kawiner news. <laughs> uh, some last little thoughts here. Marcus Smart signed with the Celtics for four years, 52 million. About time. Big contract for a guy that shoots 20% from the three-point line. Uh, this guy <laughs> isn't not about his numbers. Off the bench. I know. He's all heart and, you know, not a, not the size of the dog, but the size of the heart and the dog. What? It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog? Yeah, something like that. That's what you're going for, though? <laughs> yep, thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, this guy is the Celtics' like identity right now, though, you know? He's yeah. He's the heart and soul of that team, especially on on that defensive end, the way he plays, and I think he sets the tone for them in a way that is kind of you just can't replace. So I think this was just gonna happen. It was a matter of when. So I'm glad it did. Yeah, I mean their roster's pretty stacked, as we know, with forwards and guards, and like so, like putting him, paying him this much money, like committing to him, like shows that they really like him with all the depth they have for sure and they can get away with some of those young studs still being on rookie money you know mm-hmm. uh so yeah the celtics will probably be good next year especially if hayward's healthy and Kyrie. uh the espies now were uh yesterday tuesday tuesday no yesterday i don't know wednesday tuesday something like yesterday that. i think uh yeah wednesday july 18th yep that's Either yesterday way, so only two NBA guys made any of the headlines. Best breakthrough athlete, Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, that's earned. He came out of nowhere. 
and just tore up the NBA. Did we see his suit jacket though? Uh, try to explain it to the people. It's black with spider webs. Like, come, so he's, it's a black suit jacket. His shirt underneath oh. is white, and then coming out from the center is white spider webs. It's sick. I see it now. The inside of the jacket has skulls. That's see, and that's kind of weird. But like, that's ooh, the back has it. a Spider-Man logo. I didn't even see that. <laughs> that's yeah, sick. On, on the back. <laughs> well, shouts to Mitchell for swagging out. Wow, the back is sick. I'll send you the link. Hey, all right, hit me up. And then the the pant legs, like the calves, have some more spider spider stuff. That's so sick. I don't know. I don't know why they call him Spider Mitchell. We might have to look into that, but that makes sense. Listeners will hit you back with some info on that. I, maybe it's just like a self proclaimed nickname. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yes, definitely earned Breakthrough Athlete of the Year, and then. Best player and best NBA player uh, was a guy that should have won the MVP, and this proves it, <laughs> LeBron James. Um, and also, you put on here. Go ahead. Kyrie already said it, that there's the people's MVP and there's the NBA MVP. Well, he said James Harden was the people's MVP. Yeah, he won MVP. And then the NBA's MVP won best NBA player, which is – I think kind of the same, and it was LeBron. So, and LeBron was in LA drinking with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and did not go to the SBs. <laughs> but shout out to Kyrie, you were right. I respect that. Yeah, maybe the Earth is flat after all. Uh, <laughs> that one I cannot get behind. <laughs> so, last little tidbits here: the summer league came to an end. Josh Hart won the MVP. Alonzo Ball won it last year. He was also a Laker, so that's kind of cool for the Lakers, I guess, promising young players. Um, the Summer League first team was Colin Sexton, Josh Hart, Kevin Knox, Christian Wood, and Wendell Carter Jr. Obviously guys who balled out, especially Kevin Knox. I feel like he was kind of like a, not a surprise, but he played better than people thought he would. I guess he put up some big numbers to me. He's right behind, right there with Josh Hart for the MVP. And then Portland, however, beat the Lakers for the Summer League Championship, 91-74. I put on here, does this mean anything? Probably not. It's just young players trying to make the team. Yeah, I really don't think it means anything. (laughs) Yeah. And so the last piece is... Uh, I just realized that all the teams were in Vegas this year and they they cut, they scrapped the Orlando games. For some reason I thought there was Orlando games this year. I'm sorry, listeners. I let you down. Wow. I don't know if it's that serious. I let you down. I don't think anybody flew out to Orlando to see the game. So I think you're good. <laughs> Imagine someone did. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I kind of hope they did just cause it'd be funny now. <laughs> Damn savage. Let's get to the part everybody's waiting for, the hip hoop segment. Uh, I don't know if anybody but me is waiting for it. But, all right, hitting y'all with some new music. This track's called Fighting Temptations. This is from who I think is one of the Yeah, I think one of the most promising young rappers in the game. He goes by the moniker of YBN Corday. Um, 
He was formerly known as Entendre. He dropped a project under that name titled I'm So Anonymous, which I'm a big fan of. Um, kind of like chill vibes, backpack rap sort of feel. But he's got some hard hitters on there, too, and some pretty cool features. Um, Corday's just kind of started getting buzzed this year after his remix of J. Cole's 1985. So Cole's track was all about these young rappers and, and what he thinks they're doing wrong. I wouldn't call it a diss track, but more him trying to drop some knowledge. And Corday came back kind of bridging the gap between the old school and the new school, which I thought was dope. Um, pretty cool track. Um, YBN, the start of his name, he's part of this crew with these other two dudes, YBN Namir and YBN Almighty J, who I'm not really fan <laughs> of. They're kind of like this mainstream, trappy sort of rapping about all my money and women kind of thing. YBN Namir is like this super skinny 18-year-old dude, so I doubt that he really has that many chicks up on him. But uh, <laughs> Corday's last single called Kung Fu that came out pretty recently was ha- kind of had a trappy feel to it, but... I'm hoping he stays more true to his kind of backpack roots. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, fun fact, YBN, their little gang, started as an online GTA squad. Oh, my um, God. And YBN Namir would freestyle on there when they were playing, and people were like, yo, you should rap. So so he did. So he started, and then his first <laughs> big hit was kind of just a joke, and then it blew up. So, uh, yeah, that's a little background on Corday and his YBN crew. Uh, this particular track... Fighting Temptations is kind of about Corday's life, his struggles, and his come up and rap. He's got a couple cool hoop references in here. Uh, here's the first. The code from the OGs to join the Kobe's. I'll be studying the game, get the score from the nosebleeds. When you pour and exploding, it's more important than voting. Uh, so that's pretty simple. Um, the code from the OGs, the Jordan, the Kobe's. I'll be studying game, get the score from the nosebleeds. When you tour and explode, exploding, it's more important than voting. Um, kind of cool reference to he calls Kobe and Jordan the OGs, and he says he's studying game, and he says get the score from the nosebleeds. So he's kind of comparing himself studying hip hop to the way that a young basketball player would study the OGs. I think it's cool that he uses Kobe and Jordan specifically because Nathan, you and I have had conversations about how Kobe is Michael Jordan in the way that they play, the tongue out, the fadeaways. Um, so in that sense of studying game, I think that's a cool reference. And then this bar about get the score from the nosebleeds, I think Corday's talking about himself. He used to be in the nosebleeds studying game. Now I think he's saying other people are the ones in the nosebleeds studying his game when he's on the come up, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this last line, touring exploding is more important than voting. He's talking about when you're trying to, to take off and blow up, whether you're in rap or you're in or you're in basketball, that's kind of your main focus. That's what all that matters to you. Uh, he comes back later with some more cool bars, and he mentions another basketball player. And I think it is by no mistake the, the name he uses and how he uses it. So here's the next little piece from the song. Tweet in a trend on the outside strong, but I'm bleeding within. I know you're tired of all the crying and the grieving and sin. God gave LeBron height and blessed me with a pen. A real, but most of all, a leader. God, I just want to, I just want to listen to the whole thing. I love this track. The beat <laughs> is so dope. Um, so he comes back with this. My whole team gonna be eating. Don't mind feeding my friends, cause dog, I'd rather be in meetings. F tweet in a trend. Um, he comes back a couple bars later with. 
God gave LeBron height and blessed me with a pen, a real ninja, but most of all, a leader of men. So I think the fact that he uses LeBron here is not at all a coincidence. So he's not, he's saying LeBron's not one of the OGs. He's not the Jordan and Kobe's, but he calls him more than that mm-hmm. in this comparison. So Cordae's calling himself a leader of men. And this is right after he referenced and compared himself to LeBron. Um, so I think that's kind of a cool homage to LeBron being more than just a basketball player and how Cordae's trying to be more than just a rapper. Um, not to mention these two earlier bars. My whole team gonna be eating. Don't mind feeding my friends, cause dog, I'd rather be in meetings. F tweeting a trend, sounds a lot like LeBron too. I mean, LeBron brought all his friends up with him as his managers and business partners. Um, he wasn't just handing these guys money; they're part of his like his actual crew that works with him. And they, and they like actually like work their asses off too, and are like making a name for themselves. See exactly, yeah, which is exactly what Cordy's trying to say. Uh, he's gonna be doing. Um, and he says, I'd rather be in meetings, F tweeting a trend. And that just, LeBron is a businessman now, and he's making stupid money. He's making more money. That's why he went to L.A. <laughs> exactly. He's making more money not playing basketball than he is playing basketball. Um, mm-hmm. And then that F tweeting a trend, LeBron's Twitter is just kind of him being a clown. Um, and I think LeBron's about making his own waves. Not to mention his zero dark 30 mode every playoff time where he just goes dark on Twitter. You don't catch him on social media at all. Zero dark 23. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so I think I mean, Le- LeBron started the, the whole pantsuit thing or the short suit pant. That's, it's not a suit anymore. Um, <laughs> in any event, a lot of cool hoop references here from Corday. Um, this track's called Fighting Temptations. I strongly encourage you to check it out. This guy is dope. He's going to blow up here pretty soon. You heard it here first. Just Ooh. saying. Nice. All right. That was a good one. I, I, you're right, though. The beat is sick. I oh, like it. it's so smooth. I absolutely love it. <laughs> All righty. Well, it's that time. The end of the show. Get into our For Ball We Know, our unpopular opinion. And just to tie it off, tie it all off with the the Kawiner is uh, because of all the Kawiner he did, all the Kawiner. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna want Kawhi Leonard after this season, especially if he sits out with the Raptors. Now, I I take this as like nobody wants him in terms of they might not want to pay him too much money anymore because they've seen what he can do. He can tear a franchise to pieces <laughs> just by just by sitting out and pouting basically so i mean people will i guess want him but how much in terms of dollars will be uh will be seen you know seen next summer i guess what I, do you think i guess my thoughts go a little bit further than the money um that's just a big part of it that stuck out to me no I, and i definitely agree but i think Taking him on at all is just a risk now. I think we learned a lot about Kawhi's character that we didn't know. We thought he was really just straight and narrow and and he likes to play the game and that's it. But we mentioned earlier that he just seems like a huge diva now. I mean, his team is hiding him from the team, him when he's injured. Um, there's this whole fiasco where he wants to be traded, but he wants to pick where he's trading and 
the fact that there's even rumors that he's just going to sit out of Toronto, I think is absurd. <laughs> um, so like you said, in the, in the way of wanting him, be just because he's a great player, there's always going to be a destination for a guy who's that good. But Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no one's actually not going to want him. He's proven in the league. Someone, someone will pay him, especially like a smaller team, but it will definitely be less based on what's happened. It seems like the only team that's really going to want him now is L.A., one of the L.A. teams, you know? Yeah. Just because that seems like the only interested in playing i think it's ridiculous that he thinks he should just get to run the league like that but yeah and that's why i'm glad san antonio shipped him out of the country like kind of just a proven a point like you don't get to decide when it's not free agency we get to decide on what to do with you and because you sat out and just decided not to hold up your end of the contract you're out of here like we're sending you to the one place you don't want to be basically <laughs> somewhere cold and uh, far away from home. <laughs> I think though that he's really done a good job of ensuring the end that he wants. It just, Unfortunately, there's yeah. no way he doesn't go to LA now because he's made it so clear. That's where he wants to be. And he's whined so much about not being there that I think, like we said, nobody will want him. All the other teams are just going to be kind of scared of trying to pursue him. And he's going to end up in L.A. Yeah. I'm, I mean, next summer we'll probably hear rumors about who wants to offer him and stuff. Then there probably will be very few. <laughs> if he doesn't end that. up there this year, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I mean, it's either the Lakers team. I could even see like Sacramento just because it's in California and it's close. Um, but, yeah, the Kawiner. All right. Episode nine in the books. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us, um, review the episodes, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your dog. I don't know. Tell anybody. <laughs> Post about us. Hey, yeah. You know, the hashtag for ball we know, hashtag NBA Ooh, podcast. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. FBWK, <laughs> y'all. Get us out there. Put a, let Get new people. To put us in their ears, if that makes sense. <laughs> but for all we know on the map, only you. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Episode nine. See y'all next week. See ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And it's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands and now he's dribbling yeah yeah and now he's dribbling yeah yeah and now he's dribbling yeah he put some shots up in he's dribbling